if you're willing to step into the unconditional, that is going to break it through you in a way you never could have imagined that it's going to transpire or unfold. And you're in a very pivotal moment of your life. And it's all hanging upon a decision. If you want it, you can have it. If you want it, it's true. Amen? God is speaking it. God is declaring it. And it's happening. So with the help of the Spirit, the Spirit of Mark, open your speech to your parents and call this up. Shalom, Kalei. When you turn your neighbor and say, Shalom, Kalei. What a great thing to say. Holistic holiness. Shalom aleichem and holistic holiness. Shalom aleichem and holistic holiness. If you would join me in prayer before you're seated, before we continue to speak the voice of the Lord and ask to say, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your power. We pray that your anointing would be upon us so we can declare your heart. This is why you have sent us today, God, is to declare and release your mind and your heart in this hour. We would know your thoughts over us. We thank you, God, for this new season of your thoughts over our lives. I pray that by your grace and by your goodness, you would connect us, God, to your thoughts. You would connect us to your will. Let revelation and understanding be loosed in this house. Let the impossible God be invaded by heaven by the very power and authority of the name of Jesus. Let your peace and presence surround us in this house. Taste out all fear, all anxiety, all infirmity. It has to go because when you come, you come in power and you come in authority and you come by nature and by peace and by the supernatural. Release, oh God, I pray, a supernatural culture over this assembly as never before. Open heaven over them, God. Exalt your name over their life and make a way before them by the sovereignty of our God. We speak it as done in Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands before you're seated? One more time. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for your words of goodness. the Lord is showing me is that it's kind of correlating really in the earth and also specifically with you that September 29th, the evening of September 29th, you're entering into the year 5780 of the creation of the Jewish nation. And so it's an amazing thing and it's a beautiful thing and it's a brand new year. What is it? Uh, I think it's 
time with great expectation that God is going to do incredible new things in a new season of His heart over your life. Amen? And so just to touch it to begin to unfold in powerful and amazing ways. My wife and I have seen from our life and the Lord sent me here to do this morning to declare over yours that this is what He's planned. New thoughts, new season, new time. Things you've never seen before. Things you've never encountered yet or experienced before. Just expect it because it's coming. Amen? It's coming. It's upon you. Amen? It's a powerful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And so we see in Exodus, the chapter, the verse, rather, the two verses that we read together, we see the power of choice and decision in connecting or being tethered to your destiny in God. It's incredible how essential this is. And it's very essential for us to understand that the problem with the choice being ours to make is that the choice is ours to make. And sometimes that can be fantastic, and sometimes it's painful. If you're like me, your choices are always just sad. You know, sometimes I make bad choices. I just, I do. I make poor decisions. And we all make decisions as humans. And so the problem with seeing that, wow, the choice is mine, is that, wow, the choice is yours. And so we have to push past what we see with our eyes. We have to push past what our flesh is trying to persuade us to believe, the illusions of the flesh, the illusions of doubt, the illusions of the dark side of the spirit realm. And we have to focus on what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from God, what I'm hearing in prayer, what I'm hearing in worship, because that's the ultimate reality. Not what I see, but what I hear. Because if I act upon what I hear, I will see what He said. Amen? I will see it. It will manifest. It will become reality. So massive part, really, massive part of understanding God's plan, His plan, is understanding the role that human will and choice plays in dwelling in Him. We're going to see this in the Scripture. It's pivotal for sure. It's not just a piece that comes no matter what. It's a partnership. God is, He wants a bride, right? Not an arranged marriage. Okay? So He wants a willing bride. He's not into the arranged marriage thing. That's not, his, that's not his will. It's not his plan. It's not his body. Okay? So he wants you to want him. And he wants us to partner with him. He wants us to co-author with him. Come alongside him. Partner with his presence. And see the supernatural burst into our world. As his kingdom comes in Weatherford as it is in Lyme. Amen? That's what it's about. It's beautiful. So choice is a massive part. So Isaiah 26 and 3 in the New King James Version says this, You will keep him in perfect peace. Someone say perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Do you see how peace only comes by perfection? You have to be willing to stay your mind in his presence. No matter what's going on, I stay my mind in his presence. No matter what I see in front of me, I stay my mind in His presence. I'm stayed upon you. His peace comes by presence-oriented perception. 
no matter what's going on in her sea. It's like he's just been sleeping a storm in a boat that's sinking because he has peace. He has shalom. In Israel, you don't say, how are you doing? You say, shalom is How is your peace? Because if you have peace, it doesn't really matter how you're doing. Because if my peace is only at peace, when things are going well in my life, I actually don't have peace, that conditional happens. That's not peace at all. But when you have peace, when you have shalom, when God speaks to you, peace be unto you, which is shalom malachim in Hebrew, then it doesn't matter what your situation is, because I'm living from His presence. Not my performance and not my circumstances. I'm living from His presence into what He's thinking over me. As I co-labor, co-author, partner with him. So peace comes by perception. If my mind is stayed on him, I will be kept in perfect peace. You see the partnership? I choose to be with him, he chooses to keep me in perfect peace. That's a partnership, it's beautiful. So perfect peace comes by presence. So Ephesians 4 and 30, or Psalm 119, I'm ahead of myself. Psalm 119 to 165 says this great peace. Holiness, which is what we're going to talk about in a few moments. But that's the power 
say, I'm not going to be ashamed if I prove that I'm living unto you. I'm grieving that I'm testing you. So I make every move with him in mind. Some of you have to worry about nothing, pray about everything. The only way you can ever worry about nothing is if you pray about everything. You're not being an uber spiritual when you pray about everything. You're being uber obedient to what the Word says you to do, which is a positive thing. Pray about everything. Worry about nothing. Live an anxiety-free life when you constantly try to live on this island. doesn't mean you're going to do it perfectly all the time, but when I step outside the boundary of his heart, I'm grieved by it because I grieve him, and then he surrounds me with love, and I'm right back in the very center of his heart. And so we should do the thing. Do not grieve the Spirit. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 says, don't quench the Spirit. Don't subdue or suppress the Holy Spirit of God. This is about the power of God. We're going to see how this comes into being and how important or why this is important here in a moment. But when I grieve him, I grieve his nature. When I quench him, I cross the flow of his power. And when God is to be revealed in a city, in a relationship, in a life, he is revealed by nature and by power. Both. You hear people say all the time, both is more important than power. Both sounds just completely incredibly untrue. But if character is not any more important than power, then I would suggest to you that power also is just as important as character. It goes both ways. I can't have one and not the other. It is possible to be spiritual, like him in character, and powerful, releasing the goodness, the power of the Spirit at the same time. And I would suggest to you that that is exactly the goal, and that is the epitome of kingdom culture. It's to have both character and power. I don't grieve the Spirit, but I don't quench it either. And if I continually grieve it, I will eventually quench it. This is what you see in Nazareth. They're grieving him because they don't believe anything great can happen from their city. Horrible thing. Where did he get all these great things? They're, they're acknowledging it's great, but they just don't think it's authentic or it couldn't have come from Nazareth. So they're grieving him, but then after a continual pattern of grieving him as he's speaking to them, they quench his spirit. And he couldn't do many mighty works there. This is the sixth chapter. This is the sixth verse of the Bible. says we're two of the chapters. He wanted to do much more, but he was grieved and he was quenched. And he shut the flow down. This is what the Lord spoke to me very early this morning over you and about you, like city. Isaiah 35 and 8. This is what God is preparing. This is what God is building. A highway shall be there. And a road. And it shall be called the highway of holiness. Think about that. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. So where holistic, actual holiness is, you have a focus on him and others. It's not selfishness. It's not consumer culture. It's his presence and others. That's the highway of holiness. And so... 
describing to others whoever walks the road. Listen to this. Whoever walks the road, what road? The highway of holiness of God. Whoever walks that road, although a fool, shall not go astray. What God is doing, and what God is changing and creating in time, is going to be so beautiful because it's going to be actual holiness that even the weak find it easy to have success. Even the fool what this is is reverse spirit that Peter was reading about just last night. It's reverse spirit that. What happens is when you have a group of people committed to the nature of God and the power of God, then it creates this ability for people to just want to come alongside you and live amongst you and co-author with you and see the kingdom of God come in your city as it is in heaven. That's the way it works. So when holiness is in true operation, I'm not talking about rule books, I'm not talking about self-righteousness, I'm not talking about being judgmental and me out-holding you, that's not even actual holiness. I'm talking about actual, holistic, shalom, presence-based holiness. When that is in operation, it makes it easier to live for God it makes it easier to walk in His presence and walk from His presence, not hardened. It actually sets people up for success. Not judgment and They don't come in and feel like, oh, I'll never make it up here. They come in and feel like this is exactly where I need to be. There's a flow here. There's a vibe, some of them are going to say. There's a vibe here. I just want to connect to. There's a flow here. I've got to get my family into. There's something amazing that's love-based, not fear-based. And it's the kingdom. That's what Isaiah is saying. The highway of holiness. Even fools doesn't go astray. Because it makes it easier to live for God, not more difficult. Come in and you throw a rule book at somebody, it makes it difficult. Maybe they sign up for law school. And you realize you're supposed to think, I can just do these things, and all of a sudden, holy. No. Holiness proves holiness creates a magnetic power that brings people off the street, a river. That God is creating in your city. He's breaking curses in this region. He's breaking up ground in this city. He showed it to me as I was worshiping with you and alongside you as we lifted up his name. The Lord showed me this massive sickle from heaven being stuck into the ground in Weatherford, and he was breaking up shallow ground. Breaking up the ground of religion, breaking up the ground of religion and false religion and the dryness that has been in the spiritual climate in this city for so long. God is saying, now I'm creating a river. I'm creating a flow. And in that shallow ground, it's going to be a crop of 30, 60, and 100 fold. It's the kingdom crop because God is doing it. This is what he's doing. He's creating this river where people live from closer to Christ. Where he is actually re-presenting 
in the city, in relationships, in business transactions. Let's have a business. Let the Lord come in your business. Not just your family. Understand there's no place he doesn't want to co-author with you in. Your business ideas, he can definitely help you with that. He knows some stuff. He can help solve problems in your market. He can help solve problems in your industry. He can give you innovative ideas that make life better for thousands and millions of people. Because he is, he does have the greatest imagination of any being. All of this came from him. Invite him into every area of your life. Not just the marriage, not just the finances, not just what you do on Wednesday, but Sunday. Every area of your life. Let the kingdom come through it. Let the power of God be released through it. That's your business, that's your place of work and employment in your relationship. Let the love of God come through you. Love people that don't look anything like you. Love people that don't agree with you. Love them. Because that's what he did. When he came, we didn't look anything like him. We didn't act like him. We didn't think like him. But that's the beauty of the kingdom. Kingdom culture can be simplified very, very easily. Know him in every detail and level. Become like him in every detail and level. And teach somebody else to do the same thing. Empower somebody else into the same process through his love that he extended to you. over your city, over your family, and over your business. You feel strong in that. That's about to get somebody connected that can take a business idea that can totally transform your industry. A solution to a problem that makes life better for thousands of people. And yes, it will be profitable. Anybody believe that can happen? I believe strongly let God talk to you about your business. Let God speak to you about your industry, your market, your vocation. Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you. Holistic, simple, authentic kingdom culture makes it easier for people to imitate and become like that power. When it's an actual operation in a beautiful way, that's what happens. Even the weakest founded ideas become like its purpose is empowerment, character, power, nature, and presence, great peace, and perfect peace. These are the legs, the two legs, the kingdom of God walks through your city on. Great peace, perfect peace. Great peace, remember, is connected to the word of God. That's power. Perfect peace is connected to the character and nature of God, and it comes by presence. This is like breathing in and breathing out. Very important. Someone said on Twitter the other day, it was brilliant. And I regret that I asked him something again. I'm going to say it. He said, People ask him, What's more important, prayer or reading the Bible? And he said, I'll ask you, What's more important, breathing in or breathing out? Breath is breath, and it's, it's two times. And I breathe in, and then I say, And I breathe out, and then I say, I have perfect peace. Perfect peace and great peace. It's how I inhale and exhale in the kingdom.
God, the change of everything. He comes, he is established by reputation and character, but also by power. It's not just one. It's not just good theology and some good lessons. That's important. It can't stop there. I can't have a kingdom that's just theoretical. I have to have one that also comes in power and authority and in demonstration. It can't just be theoretical stuff. It's not different than any other faith religion or anything, and I've lived on three different continents. It wouldn't be separated from anything else. They were just philosophical. But no, it's not just philosophical. It is, but that's not all it is. It's also a kingdom that comes here on earth as it is in heaven. It's why Jesus said, my kingdom is here. This isn't just, let's just wait it out till the rapture comes. Just surviving, man, getting a bunker, hoard food, can go. No, just here there. It's not even that. He has seen his goodness in the land of the living. His kingdom will come here. Romans 1 and 4 shows us this. Again, this scripture just to validate what the Lord is saying. Declared, Messiah was declared to be the Son of Man with power according to the Spirit of holiness. A resurrection by power. Power and the Spirit of holiness. Power and power. Power and power. Not one or the other. Like the resurrection or a normal expression of holistic holiness. If you want to express a church of holiness, don't just go into the closet. I'm not saying the closet doesn't matter. I'm just saying relationships, signs, wonders, and miracles matter more. And that's what the Bible says. He is declared by power in the spirit of holiness. If you have an Highway of holiness in your life right now. See how powerful that is. It's a highway of supernatural energy. It's a highway of supernatural power. It's not boring. It's amazing. It's astounding. It's ever deepening. It's infinite and endless. And it's beautiful to behold. And it's what God is building and constructing right here in our midst. It is impossible to represent. You represent God, break the word down, and basically just have Jesus talk to you. Just, just break that word down and represent Messiah or represent Jesus. Break that down and represent him. You just have to take who he is and represent him. Right? That's what it means to be an ambassador. Or to the embassy of heaven, to be a mobile embassy of heaven. Everywhere I go, I am about the business of representing him or taking him. It's impossible to represent God in the absence of his nature, his character, and his power. You can't all of those things together. And this is what God is creating among us. This is what he's doing. This is powerful. That people are going to be drawn to, attracted to, and they're going to put their family in the flow that God is putting forth and creating in this place. 
is also what is judging. Hunger is going to be brought out of other people. Hunger is going to be drawn out of people in this church. How you? Now, when you're hungry, you know you're hungry. Some of you are probably hungry right now. And you're hoping that maybe you're going to have a chance because you're so hungry. Right now. And so, you know you're hungry. And so, we all can know you're hungry. Have you ever not known you're hungry? So hunger can be elicited. Hunger can be drawn out by walking by something that is a catalyst for hunger. This is what God is speaking right now in this, in this church in the sanctuary. Life City, you, you are the catalyst for hunger in Weatherford, Texas, and the surrounding region. You're the catalyst. You're going to walk by. The presence of God is going to be upon you, emanating from you, and people are going to go, what is that? I have to have that. Whatever that is, I need it. And then you can tell them, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is the presence of God, the Spirit of God, who loves you unconditionally, who will give you perfect peace and great peace. Because it comes by character and by power. Hunger is going to be drawn out of this city by you. You are the power. You are the thing that's going to empower people into hunger. Because of how you love hunger, how you release hunger, how you lead this down in holistic holiness. I also understand this as well, talking about the siblings and the courage and the role that it plays. God made the human will the strongest force in this side of time and time. There's nothing you can't say no to. Just understand that. There's not a force in existence you can't walk away from. Nothing. I know this is scripture, we want it for you. You don't need to put more on me than you can bear. First Corinthians 10, 13 is pretty, is pretty good. But if you read it, you need to read it. I'm going to read it. What he's saying is I'm never going to allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle or bear, right? And what that means, you can say no to anything. Let me just sum it up for you. It means there's always an exit plan. Sometimes you have to work really hard to find it. But you can say no to anything because human will is the strongest force on this side of time and eternity. And the entire thing that this human experiment that God created is based upon is freedom, liberty. For the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, you're free. You can make any decision, any choice that you want to. And I would suggest to you, if your will can turn away the presence of God, the most powerful force in all of creation, what can't you say no to? You say no to anything. Any temptation, any vice, any individual, any situation, any lifestyle, you can say no to. You can just say, I'm going to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why does he flee when I resist? Because will, human will, autonomy, free moral agency is the most powerful thing God created on this side of time and eternity. So if I say no, I'm just not agreeing with you. There's nothing he can do. Nothing. And 
is that works on both sides. Every time I get back to the Word of God, is that works on both sides of the spirit realm. I can say no to the devil, and if he doesn't have a partner in my life, there's nothing he can do. No agreement, no access. Same thing with God. No agreement, no invitation, no access. I don't have agreement. Moses doesn't freak out. 
in the presence of the dragon. Couldn't kill the prophet. So what was created in her and what was being created in her caused the dragon to want to be to devour her. That's what brings the picture of both to the person right there in front of you. So when the dragon shows up, be the ad, be the overlook, and say, not with me. Because if you're with those, you're going to be killed. I couldn't manifest what was created until you arrived. So now that you're here, you're going to see what has been created in you. Now that you're here, you're going to see what is placed inside of you. And you've come to devour those that we will be devouring here. Because of the one that's with us. Amen? That's the power of God. He's creating us inside of us. The highway to salvation. He's speaking in shalom or in over Fifty seven inches to come into service and then another another time or opportunity to use it even more. But he was saying a little bit more about the dream. I want to hear just a line or two from him. Talk about he's wanting to deliver you from fear, he's wanting to deliver you from anxiety. Don't worry, be anxious, don't obsess over things, have no control over. Just take your life to God. Put everything at the feet of Messiah. And understand that you will be kept in perfect peace when your mind is stayed in the presence of God. And you will have great peace, unoffendable peace, when you stay in the Word of God. You're breathing in and you're breathing out. It's by character and it's by power. And God is sending you out into this city to represent Him on the two legs, the kingdom, the kingdom culture, walks through your city on a revelation by character and nature and love and a revelation by power and demonstration and authority. And God is going to put more signs, wonders, and miracles upon you and through you than you ever could have imagined in your life. I want to encourage you this morning. Allow God to touch your perceptions. Turn aside to see a wonder today. The wonder of His presence. The wonder of His face. The wonder of perfect peace. The wonder of great peace. And be mindful as you're listening to the voice of God when you're outside the walls of this church. Because you want to know a secret? You are the house of God. Part of this highway of holiness is the revelation and the understanding that you can come to church or you can become the church. You are the house of God. His presence is in you. You are life city. You'll have multiple buildings, but you are life city. When you walk into work, life city walks into work. When you walk into the grocery store, the presence of God walks in with you. He's with you. Release Him everywhere that you go. Leave a vapor trail of this Shekinah glorious God. Every place that you set your foot. 
understand that He's with me. He wants to be released from you. Bears with His love.